This week in the Premier League, we saw Liverpool drop more points at home to Leeds. Spurs rallied from 2-0 down to beat Bournemouth 3-2. Both Manchester clubs won 1-0 and Arsenal thrashed Forest 5-0. Points were shared between Wolves and Brentford, as well as Fulham and Everton. Palace secured a clean sheet and a win against Southampton. And both Newcastle and Brighton scored four goals in wins over Villa and Chelsea, respectively. I've got the man, the myth, the legend, Ollie Radford, in the room with me this week, listeners. How's it going, Ollie? Very good, Will. Yeah? Back in London. Back for in Halloween? Smoke. Obviously, back for Halloween. No, I'm <laughs> back, actually, for my birthday. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, lovely to be here, back in the gaff. Yeah? Where it all began. Exactly. Back at, back at home, listeners. HQ. I've got, um, I've got Ollie in the room with me today to do the first recap in person. Yeah, none of this Zoom bollocks. Yeah, none of that, none of that squeaky audio. Um, right, so yeah, today, listeners, we're going to quickly recap the uh, previous weekend's events, um, and then we're going to update our power rankings, or FPL Draft power rankings. This is only the beginning. Um, how, uh, how did you feel about the Fulham result on the weekend, Ollie? No, no, home against Everton. Realistically, watching the game as it was live on Sky, yeah. um, I did miss a lot of it because I was out playing laser tag. Oh, right. Don't ask. Okay. Got ruined by some nine-year-old. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, the game, actually, we played really well, but Jordan Pickford. Yeah, had one of his games. Oh, yeah, he's bang up for it for the World Cup, which, you know, I yeah. watched it and went, yeah, I would have loved the three points, but at the same time, if football <laughs> comes home because of him in this form, I'm okay yeah. with it. Um, How did your oddball do, Ollie? So, Willian, uh, he got three points because he got the clean sheet being a midfielder. Nice. Played the full 90. He had an XG in that game of 0.9. Ooh. Like, like he, sh- he should have scored. Yeah. But, like I was saying, Pickford was just unbelievable. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think he made a lot of chance. He had Well, he had a lot of chances. He made a lot of chances for other players as well. So, if you, you know, listen to me and you got him in, I wouldn't be worried about having him in your team for the long term, at yeah. least. Yeah. Because we do have City and United in the next two games before the World Cup. You'll be fine. Uh, you mentioned United. 1-0 at home to uh, West Ham. Oh, they're, they're, I mean, they're looking good. I yeah. think Ten Hag is finally actually getting that team going. Um, Rashford in particular. He looked Strong. Oh, he looked very good, didn't he? He Scary. scored. He scored a scored a header for his a hundredth goal. Yeah, I saw it today. That that's only his. I think it's seventh headed goal in really? his career. Wow. Um, Ronnie back in the team as well. Yes, Ronnie there. I think he he had some chances, yeah. but even Ronaldo was a bit rusty mm. as he hasn't been getting the minutes. But Firm United, I think, a player to definitely get in who is. I'm 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 doing it early, but it's top of my waiver just okay. so no one in our league can <laughs> okay, go for okay. him. It's Harry Maguire, <laughs> okay? Because okay? wow. Varane is out injured, mm. um, and they've only conceded one goal in their last four games, which was against Spurs. Yeah, uh, sorry, against Chelsea, and they kept clean sheets against Spurs, West Ham, and Newcastle, which are three yeah very very good attacking teams. teams. Um, and in the next two games, they got Villa away and Fulham away. Yeah. So I could, and I think after the World Cup, they've also got really nice fixtures. I think they come back to Forest at home. Love that. So I'm just thinking, Harry Maguire, Varane out till after the World Cup. Till yeah. Is then. it is it confirmed after the World Cup? Yeah. Ooh. So he's out till after the World Cup now. Tough. So, um, but moving across to Liverpool, another loss at home to Leeds. Yeah. 
Or, um, I mean, the Joe Gomez um, roller coaster continues. I mean, <laughs> I think I think we discussed it last week. Is there a more riveting plotline of our fantasy season than Joe Gomez? Oh, <laughs> I, I think he's actually up there. Yeah, I think I think this has got to be one one of the be- the best debates we've had <laughs> um, in 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 our league at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think we said actually to sit the Liverpool mm. defense, but obviously the two nil. 2-1, sorry. And their defence still just giving up so many chances. Klopp clearly doesn't know his best eleven as well. He keeps rotating. Mm. Um, it is a day, though. On another day, Nunes scores. You know, they get... It's yeah. reading, reading this on the fan pages. One of them said that the Liverpool mistakes have always been there. But in the past two seasons, they've just been able to bury chances and scare opposition teams into making mistakes. Yeah. But now that, like, oppressive press and just dominance... Is is not enforcing the state mistakes on the other team, so when they when Liverpool make mistakes, other teams are confident they can they can you know pick up on them. I again like Leeds against uh, Liverpool. Like, yeah, it's, I mean it's the classic cliche of goals change games. Yeah, and I think Liverpool. I you'd have to look in the stats, but I seem to remember, especially at the start of Klopp's um, time there, mm. they were really good at scoring the first goal. Yeah. in the game. And, I mean, this season, um, they just haven't really been doing that. And it doesn't get any easier. They've got Spurs away next. Yeah. So, I'd say even with uh, Spurs haven't looked great. Yeah, Spurs um, rescued a 2-0, well, rescued a victory against Bournemouth. They were 2-0 down. Yeah. Um, Thoughts on them at the moment? It's a weird one. It was 2-0 down, and uh, I was sat with one of my friends, Sam, Arsenal fan, yeah. and uh, he was loving it. I was it. delighted at work. Yeah. It was like it was like Conte's getting sacked. <laughs> Conte's, well, he, he was more saying Conte's just going to leave. He's, yeah. like, he's had enough. 2-0 Bournemouth. I can't do anything with this. This group of players is doomed. And then it was just like, oh, Sam, it's, it's, they're coming back. Oh, it's 2-2. <laughs> okay, yep, no, they've won the game. <laughs> and it was like, oh, God. Like, and um, watching the game back, actually, Son. So being a Son owner, I've been really scared. Yeah. Like genuinely looking to get rid of him and thinking, who I can I get? Um, but watching the game, he was so unlucky to not either score or at least get an assist with yeah. points. Hitting the crossbar... Uh, play, like playing balls in where people are heading it sort of just wide mm. like uh, more in form Spurs and he's suddenly back in getting loads of points week in week out Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting with the World Cup coming up so I've kind of gone with Son do you know what it's two games to the World Cup mm. I'm just going to sit with him hopefully find some form away with South Korea in the World Cup or he gets a nice little break because they may go out early Okay, and then He'll come back and then we'll reassess after yeah. the World Cup with Son and if I actually need to trade him away. Mm. It's weird with Spurs. It's it seems like with other squads that are going up and down, you can sort of try and find these players that might, you know, slide into the starting lineup. You know, I'm thinking like Dan Byrne, for instance, with Newcastle. Like these other players that you know can just slot in. But with Spurs, it's just a constant rotation, which is weird. Like I know. Dyer didn't start on the weekend. Obviously, he came on, which is good. Uh, Bentico came on off the bench and scored. Um, Perisic came off of the bench to replace Sessing uh, on, I believe. Yeah, it's just a strange, strange situation right now, and, yeah. and it is, it is not, it is a bit unsettling having your Spurs assets. The Bournemouth team obviously brought back in Kiefer Moore. Yeah, who he played forty-five minutes the week prior against West Ham. He played the full ninety against Spurs with Solanke, and both of them were great up top. Mm. Um, and Finding some form before the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> well, Kiefer Moore. <laughs> yeah, ready for Wales. Yeah. Ready to go out in the group stage, <laughs> no. Um, but no, he 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 was he's one of those players where he's just 
They play to his strengths, and he's just he's very good in the air, like strong. Mitrovic. Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, they just played to his strengths, and it's not a surprise that he scored mm. two goals because he is, I think, one of the best players in the air. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised he can do anybody over. Mm. You just need a good ball into the box, and they managed to put two in. Should we uh, slide to Arsenal quickly? Yeah. How are you feeling about that one? Wearing your it, Arsenal top right now? I am. I am. Um, I was. Uh, I was very happy with the result. Obviously. Forrest at home could not have come at a better time. Off the back of the shaky Leeds win in the league, then Southampton draw, and then lost to Europe midweek. You get Forrest at home, I mean, you're you're licking your lips. Um, one thing, obviously the Saka injury, hopefully it's not too bad. Yeah, Arteta was a bit coy about it after the game, which is a bit concerning. But, you know, this is a, a great game for, for your Arsenal assets. I mean, a clean sheet... Um, Reese Nelson bagging some goals. I Weird. know. What was that all about? I got very confused when I looked at yeah. who, who bagged that day. Yeah, I mean, um, no Jesus goal, even though he really should have scored. Odegaard goal, um, part great party finish. Although, do not get him in. And um, and obviously a Martinelli goal. So yeah, really good. Basically, this is basically what you expect from you yeah. Arsenal at home. I mean, I've got down on the sheet uh, that I put earlier. It's like you just want a piece of this team. Yeah. I, I realistically, I think the only player from. The team I wouldn't go near that starts week in, week out is Thomas Partey. That's about it. And even him seemingly chipping in with the yeah. occasional worldie. Yeah. So, to be fair, but, I mean, really at, say anybody I, else. I was looking in our league at the moment. I, I'm looking for a fifth midfielder. I'm in that sort of spot. And, like, it, it might be worth a punt. I mean, they're not going to come every game. And he, is, he yeah. could get a foul. But the one thing is, I'm just never going to say, I'm never going to give any more advice on the left-back situation. I seem to yeah. get it wrong every week. Yeah, I think I'm just a big Tierney fan. And I'm just like... I believe he's going to start, but he still isn't. So I'm just going to leave it out there. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on there. Tommy Asu started, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I thought Tierney was going to come in, but um, but no. Um, but yeah, you know, tough, tough result f- uh, for Forest and uh, Chelsea this weekend, which is going to be massive. I mean, yeah, they're we'll, coming off a four-one, we'll, four-one we'll, loss. We'll get to that on uh, on uh, on uh, the preview episode this week. Um, but Newcastle Ollie, as well, quickly four-nil against Villa. I mean, we said. Chill out with your Villa pickups. Come on, guys. Yeah, we, we were bursting that bubble pretty early on. They got a 4-0 and um, we, we didn't back it. And mm. Newcastle have shown why. I mean, I've literally got Newcastle hyphen 4-0. I love this team. <laughs> like, genuinely. <laughs> no, yeah. They are just a joy to watch. They yeah. really are. Like, they do not stop. Mm. Like, 3-0 up, they're still going for it. They're three 0 down. They'd still be going for it. Like yeah. it just doesn't. It doesn't change exactly. how they're playing. They literally have one mentality. That's it. They're second in the league for xG, fourth in the league for xG against, and they've played a game extra compared to City yeah. and Arsenal. Um, and what is going on with Almiron? I know <laughs> it just I, doesn't stop. I mean, literally, he's got what four goals and uh, two assists in his last five games. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. I mean. I, when Callum Wilson and St. Maxwell both got injured, so I think it was before Isaac yeah, came in, I was like, right. I think I said it on the pod. I was like, right, guys, maybe get Almiron in. Yeah, I remember, I remember you saying, to... I remember you saying, because it was off. Remember we played really well against City. Yeah. And it was like, okay, maybe this guy is actually good. But he's always played well. But yeah. look at the last three games, 10, 10, 12 points. I know. I was like, he just needs to, you know, he needs to step up now. He's got Wilson out, St. Maxwell out. He needs to be the man yeah. in that front line who's going to be the one because he's he was the one that's still nailed on to start. Yeah. But talking about nailed on to start, another thing from a fantasy standpoint about this team yeah. is it is the same 11 every it's week. It's brilliant. It's the same as Arsenal. Get a piece of the like, team. Maybe, maybe Willett comes in 
occasionally yeah. and Longstaff goes out, that's a little rotation there. I mean, I would say target with Burn, but Burn seems Burns, to have nailed Burns down Burns nailed, they back. started all the last games, I mean, um, to my frustration. And I mean, obviously the front line uh, at the moment, I don't, I don't even know if St. Maximite gets in it. Wow. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Jolinton's playing left wing and yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I thought he was a midfielder, now he's a winger and he's also <laughs> doing amazing there. Like, he can do anything. And I mean, talking about Newcastle, just before the World Cup, they've got Southampton away, Chelsea home. Two great games for yeah. them to just keep this Take form up. They are, as we've been banging on for the last few weeks, the most informed team in the league. Mm. So a lot like Arsenal, you always can predict the Newcastle eleven and the Arsenal eleven bar the occasional mm. position. But about nine out of the eleven players start every at the moment starting every single game. Yeah. Um and bar injury are going to. So just get any piece of this Newcastle team in. Yeah. Any of them. Other um, other quick things to mention in FPL draft. Um, Tony is suspended for getting picking up five yellows. Diego Costa re- um, red card for a headbutt in the is, last minute, which is <laughs> which is nice. So him, <laughs> yeah, I know. After after he was having a lovely game, <laughs> like, let me just like he created two three chances like on his own, like got the ball, yeah, yeah. beat a man, had a <laughs> shot, and like just got a bit unlucky with saves and whatever, and he's coming back, mm. bang, just headbutt like. Completely off the ball, <laughs> unneeded. Just like, he's missing, yeah, he's missing gonna... the Arsenal game as well, <laughs> which I'm happy about. Um, we're going to leave um, talking about Chelsea for the preview episode this week. Yeah. Because um, we'll get right into that, hopefully, with one of the Chelsea boys. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be lots to dissect there. Um, Southampton, you know, did us the service of, of uh, allowing us to get a Palace clean sheet, which Finally. was nice. Which um, actually got me the draw against you. We, <laughs> yeah. we both got 46 points no, this but week. I, I, had, I had Gwehi as well. Yeah, Gwehi, but I had Tyreek Mitchell and yeah. Joachim Anderson, who oh, got obviously God. two clean sheets and the assist for Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just a reminder again, Forrest, unfortunately, they're just not very good at the moment. Dennis looked all right with parts, but there's just... There is. <sighs> it's it's just do not go near them. Uh, one player just I, I just thought to pick up was someone that I was really impressed with and uh, looks to be now in the goals. He's got two in the last two... Um, Somerville from uh, yeah. Leeds. He's got Bournemouth at home. I think he's got horrific fixtures after that. But he's got Bournemouth at home next. So if you need someone, just a bit of advice, if you need someone for the next game week in a midfield position, mm, could be get him it. in because he seems to be starting and two in his last two, he's a man in yeah. form. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to the Everywhere We Go Power Rankings. Right, Ollie. So we crafted these about a month ago. Oh, and how wrong we were. Um, <laughs> so we've gone for the top five goalkeepers, the top 15 defenders, the top 15 midfielders, and the top 10 strikers. This is based off current form, upcoming games, and just the, the eye test, the gut feeling. Yeah. Um, so top five goalkeepers, I'll list them off here. Number one, Pope. Number two, Edison. Number three, Ramsdale, De Gea, and Norris. Now, Ramsdale moving up one spot from fourth to third. De Gea is new coming in, and uh, Ramsdale is replacing Martinez. Yeah, I don't quite know what I was thinking by putting Martinez in at <laughs> third. I really had faith, really did all season, Yeah. of Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa turning around that defence because he was really defensively strong at Rangers, and it's really given Henry John a lot of satisfaction because I'd always bang on to him about it, like he's gonna come good, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna sort them out. He just never did. Yeah, he's gone. Martinez out the top five. I mean, to be fair, we probably should give a shout out to Dean Henderson who did have those two eleven points this month. 
Um, he's probably, I guess, sixth, and he's got Brentford at home next, and then Palace at home. However, I just it is just a thing with keepers. You just want to back good teams. Like I have Martinez and Bazunu, for, for instance. Like they're all right keepers, but the teams they're in ship yeah. goals. I mean, the thing is, I mean, Newcastle Pope number one like speaks for itself. Ederson at number two speaks for itself. Ramsdale three. Uh, you'd expect the Haya is with someone that I've put in at four. Yeah, do you want to elaborate on uh, yeah, that? Yeah, I just think this Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, this United team is um, really coming together nicely under yeah. Ten Hag now. I think they've had some time. He's finally being implement his ideas. I think he's also getting used to the Premier League. He's mm. very good at now adapting between does he go on a more counter-attack, sit-back counter-attack approach in yeah. this game? Does he want to control the ball more in this game instead of just having one play style? He yeah. almost can recall the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer counter-attacking football in those players for mm. certain games. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, you know, where they're more defensively strong, but then against the lesser teams, he can do his more possession-based, which is more his philosophy. Their um, last um, their last three home games, they've all had clean sheets, which yeah. is a good good indication of where they're heading. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm backing that. And then Lloris probably gets in there just because of the pedigree of the Spurs defence. Exactly. The, the Spurs top team... They've got a top manager in there, and you just can't can't not back them, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, let's move on then to the defense. Right. So defenders here. Um, I'll list them off, okay? Number one, we've got Cancelo, followed by Trippier, Saliba, Shah, and Gabriel. That's the top five. Following on from that, we've got Diaz, White, Akanji, Botman, Dallo, and Dyer. And then rounding off is Castagna, Laporte, Mitchell, and me. Right, so lots of things going on there. Um, Saliba dropping two places from one to three. I think that's only because of the play of Cancelo and Trippier, realistically. Yeah, those two have both been unbelievable for their teams. And when you look at it, I mean, realistically, if you look at it, even when it ha- like goes back to the keepers, you've got Pope, Edison, then Ramsdale. So you've got all three of those teams, they're sort of top defenders there. Pretty much. But Cancelo is probably the best attacking output-wise yeah. than Trippier, then Saliba. So it just makes sense. To exactly. That the one thing Saliba is so good at, which is like, I, I have not seen this from a centre-back in a long time, is he gets to the front post on corners and flicks on so much. It's it's like a real talent of his. Yeah. And like I really expect him to get way more assists than he's currently getting. Followed by Following that, we've got Shah, who for some reason we didn't put in uh, before. No. I mean, he is, of all the Newcastle defenders have, apart from Trippier, He's the one you want. Yeah, definitely. He's the one that's nailed on. Uh, following that, we've got Gabriel. He moves up four spots. Diaz then, I, I left there. I mean, he's coming. He's kind of in and out of the team, but still, he's part of that City team. Yeah. White moves up moves up eight spots. I mean, he's really nailed down that right-back position, kind of out of the blue, in my yep. opinion. Um, then following that, Akanji. I mean, since he's come to City, he's, he's played loads of minutes. He might not be up there in the total points. However, since he's uh, since he's joined in the league, especially, he started um, the last six games for City. Wow, yeah. So he's benefiting from that rotation in the Champions League. He's really, really nailed down a spot. I didn't think he would personally, but he's come in. I thought he was yeah. one that they've just getting in as uh, one for the future. We'll bed him in for a season, but he's just been thrown straight in and he's been thriving yeah. really. And so with Botman here in at nine for Newcastle, he's come in and I mean, we all knew he was a class player, but I think he's 
really gone past expectations even for a lot of the the Newcastle faithful. Yeah, Dallow then comes in at 10. He was a good shout from you. Um, I remember I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but starting that right-back position looks really good. Dyer slides down seven spots. I think that's fair enough, though. That's just the Spurs. Spurs defense hasn't been what we quite expected it to be. But he is the he and is he the, is guy the you one want. that you want out of them. Um, Castagna, Castagna of the last month has been incredible. Ollie. He's. I'd just like to say, I, in the original power rankings, I actually did have Castagna <laughs> in mine. So that's all. I, all I want to say. No, you're, well, when he's played, he's been very good. I mean, over the last month, his returns have been well, the last six or six or seven games. He's had. Eight, seven, six, six, twelve, and then a two last week against City. Well, I think they they've had something like four clean sheets in the last six now. Yeah. So I mean, Leicester are, and even against City, I mean, they only um, they didn't have Haaland, but they only conceded one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then following that, Laporte he started the last two games in the league. I think yep. that one could really start moving up. Mitchell stays in the same position. I think yep. he's just about right. Gets those attacking returns, and then Ben Mee. Come on, give Ben Mee some love. Yeah, we we like Ben Mee. I think it's interesting though the the players dropping out here. Yeah, Trent, Reese James, Zuma, Perisic, Target, and Van Dyke. I mean, in what world would we say Trent and Reese James aren't in the top fifteen? Yeah, I know it's uh, it's it's crazy. I think it's a bit harsh on Zuma. Maybe uh, I think he's played well, but yeah. West Ham still just aren't quite getting those clean sheets yet. Mm. Um, compared to obviously the teams and players that have been in this list, so. Who knows? I think he may he may make a return out of the ones that have dropped back, but we'll see. Yeah, I think. I mean, I uh, it's it's weird to say Trent and Van Dyke aren't going to be aren't in there, but they if it was if it was a top twenty list, maybe they would be just for pure yeah. uh, pure potential. But for now, no, you're out. midfielders early yeah went through this so first we've got Kevin De Bruyne he stays exactly where he was number two it's our favourite Miguel Amron <laughs> up nine spots the biggest climber yeah Saka in up four spots into third Martinelli up to fourth two spots gained yeah. Trossard stays where he was at five six Mo Salah goes up four Seven, interesting there seventh Foden down five spots mm-hmm Eight, Marcus Rashford up four spots. Yeah. Nine, back from injury, Rodrigo uh, for Leeds. Number 10, new into the list as well, Fulham's Andreas Pereira. <laughs> um, 11, we've got James Madison dropping eight spots. 12, we've got Bernardo Silva dropping four spots. New into the list, we've got Odegaard in at 13. 14, we've got new into this as well. Alex Awobi. Wow. I never thought I'd be saying that as top wow. 15. And then to round it all off, fifth, in 15th spot, dropping 11 places, <laughs> Son. Yeah, yeah. Almiron. Any, any big standouts? Obviously, Almiron. Almiron climbs nine spots. I think that's deserved, though. And fully, Foden, fully deserved. Foden my, dropping by five. Yeah. Phone dropping by five purely because he's had a bit of rotation in the last few weeks. He's not been playing all the games like he was before. Yeah. And, I mean, Almiron's obviously going ahead of him. I think Saka and Marcelli have both been amazing for yeah. Arsenal. Trossard, I don't think you can argue. And Salah has been... I think Liverpool will get better and he's going to improve with it, them. You know what? Trossard's uh, one of those very strange draft players that you have in a Brighton team, which is good, but you probably aren't expecting him to get returns against good teams. Yeah. You no, know, you start him against the good teams. You just start him week in, week out. You, <laughs> you just do it. No, but like I, I would bench him. I benched him a couple of weeks ago when he scored against City. 
I benched him because I was like, oh, it's City. But no, he he, he yeah. does well in those games. It's bizarre. And obviously, they've just come off the 4-1 against uh, Chelsea. Yeah. He scored in that as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Rashford yeah. um, at eighth. I think that's pretty, pretty well deserved. I'm really big on Rashford at the moment. There's actually a thought crossing my mind of doing a trade Rashford for Son. I just think this United team, for me, is just going from strength yeah. to strength every week. And Rashford really is, does seem to be the main man in that front line, no matter if he plays on the left or down the middle. Yeah. He's getting involved. No, I completely agree. He's massive. Uh, Rodrigo obviously plays up top. Andreas on the set of pieces has been doing very well. Oh, do you know what I saw today? Hi, go on. Uh, that Andreas has had the second most key passes in the league behind Kevin De Bruyne. Wow. Second most. That's I thought big. that's including everybody. <laughs> I was like, he's, he's out doing, you know, other world-class players here. So I, I think you're being... I, I, I do see what you're, where you're coming from here, but I think you're being a little bit harsh on James Madison here. It's just this Leicester team. I just still aren't convinced they're scoring goals. Like the so it was sort of James Madison and Andreas Pereira. I was sort of like, which which way round do I put it? Yeah. Um, and I just thought Fulham a free flowing scoring team at the moment. I think mm. they've got second or third most goals in the league at the moment. While Leicester, I mean, they are scoring goals, but not quite at the same rate. Right. Um. So I just thought, and also Andreas Pereira putting in those corners has just been. Yeah, magical, especially lately for for Fulham. So it's a system issue for Madison. Yeah, um, and then rounding off, I mean, Odegaard. I think uh, that's I can't believe I they put him in. Yeah, he just needs to needs to be there because you just want any part of this Arsenal attack. Yeah, and then Awobi. I mean, he I, I love him kind of, but that's big. He's, Top fifteen. He's he's, cu- he's come out of nowhere, and you look <laughs> at his fancy returns in the last few weeks and what he's been doing. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic for Everton. And really, he's stepped up and sort of Everton as a team stepped up in the last yeah. few weeks. And who says they can't just use this as a platform to move forward? True. I mean, I think a lot of the Everton team are going to have the World Cup off. So yeah. they can really, you know, crack on from here. Uh, we've, 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 just, we've talked about Sun a lot. Um, yeah. And then moving on to the players that dropped out. Sterling in at ninth. Yeah. Hit, hit and miss season for him, which has been... a kind of symptomatic of Chelsea but I yeah. mean maybe under Pottery starts coming back into this Zaha drops out he was 13th yeah Palace attacking returns really dropped off in the last few weeks yeah a bit frustrating Xhaka dropping out yeah. I guess Odegaard deserves a spot a bit more than him but I, I just looked at it and I was like why is Xhaka there and Odegaard's not it's like well yeah. Odegaard's doing better so yeah well just just and then Diaz yeah. obviously drops out through injury essentially yeah. Um, but yeah let's move on to the strikers Okay, so, um, strikers. Never going to guess he's number one here. <laughs> Mitrol. Mitrol. Uh, number one is Haaland, obviously. Erling. Yep. He's very good. He I is. Mean, we don't need to waste our words he's on that. He's a freak. Number two, Kane. Yeah. He's also very good. Yep. Uh, now, number three. I've gone for Callum Wilson here. I completely and totally back this. Yeah. He is. He Up is five spots. However, amazing. He's, his, his, uh, well, his, his returns when he plays... I don't know if aside from Harlan and Kane, there's a striker you'd want more. No, I don't. I don't. Over think the so. course of a season, I would worry about him, yeah. I, and I still do worry about him. I think personally, if I had Callum Wilson, I would maybe try be trying to trade him away at his max. I I think I think you're okay at the moment because you're always, always you're always you've okay. Got the World and then Cup <laughs> coming. You've got the World Cup coming. So my Does head. Did not make the team. 
oh, does he does he make the plane? Well, oh, that's a whole other debate. But I'm just saying, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get selected, okay, okay, think if he doesn't get selected, then he's got a month off. So even if he does, you know, he's just got to survive two game weeks. Yeah, I mean. It's it's something up there. I mean, Matt, yeah, we, we maybe we can get into this in a different episode, but Matt, I think maybe trading a Wilson for a Jesus that would be a a good a good little. I wouldn't little. do it for Jesus. I, I, I you've got Jesus in at four here. So I've got Jesus right. just below. The, um, this dropping this, one. I I think it's questionable. What? Why? Why? You think he should be lower? I think he should be below the next two. Oh, t- so then following that we have Tony, who's also dropping one, and then Mitrovic raise uh, rising one. I um I don't I I actually do see what you mean here. I think that um he's a great player, but he's not getting the returns you want yeah, from. Yeah, no, fancy no, I, I maybe I maybe I do kind of agree, and I, I see your point. However, I I just think that with Tony, well, the, for instance, the reason I've got Tony minus one is because he is suspended for a game. Like, yeah. I am play, putting that into account, and then Mitrovic as well. He's been brilliant, but do, is he going to have the longevity over these next four games that Jesus would definitely will have? I mean, Arsenal are a fantastic team whether people like it or not at the moment um next couple of games they've got uh after chelsea they've got wolves away west ham at home and then brighton away which have very very favorable fixtures i mean fulham on the other hand have got united uh well they've got city this weekend then they've got united then palace and Southampton. so they're decent fixtures but two hard games yeah and then tony's missing a game so that's what's sort yeah, of in my I, reasoning. I, I can see i can see your thinking i just think when when you know say if you've got tony or you've got metro i think the form that those two have been in all yeah. season you you guarantee like you're pretty happy you're gonna get returns yeah um, it's, it's a weird one right now there's i mean out of those top six strikers those are ve- those are six very strong strikers to have oh which yeah doesn't normally like if happen. you've got any of those six strikers like you you you're guaranteed you're surely doing some somewhat well in your league i can't really say that for the rest of the strikers that I'm about to list. Uh, no. Number seven, we've got Dom Solanke, who is new. Yeah. Then we have DCL, uh, who's also new, uh, followed by Edward, uh, who's new, and then Vardy, who stays there at number ten. Yeah. So these, it's always like this with strikers. The bot in this top ten list, the last couple are just like a hodgepodge of different ones, yep. which are which may be in form right now, but this they're very topsy turvy. Yeah, you have the these top six sort of strikers that are there. And you really want to have at least one of them in yeah. your team if you're yeah. going to make a serious title charge. I mean, I noted this down actually in my pre-draft notes. Mm. And I was like, who do I think is going to be there? And I ended up getting Watkins, which was really good, who <laughs> I thought was going to be in this top sort of five, six conversation. Yeah. I've, as I said, was really high on Aston Villa. <laughs> and it's just really, really not backfired yeah maybe maybe under Emery maybe you know yeah, yeah Watkins maybe. can come back but uh, yeah with it, with the Solanke I think obviously he's the man at Bournemouth Bournemouth are somehow getting better yeah. I don't know how long that's going to last but um, DCL as well he's now back from injury and he looks good I, I'm quite goals. happy if DCL stays fit having him raise rise up this yeah. I think he can easily but yeah. it's just a question of like I don't know. I can so imagine like during the World Cup when he's not selected, I don't think. And yeah. then it's like, oh, DCL's stubbed his toe and is out for six months. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like right, brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> like, cheers. You, you got me returns in the one game you played all season. Uh, Edwards in at nine, in and out the side, but he, you know, 
He, if he's he, in, he scores he's, a goal he every to... every four, three or four games. Yeah, which so... is about right. And then Vardy here could also rise, but right now he's regained his starting position, he which has, is interesting. He has. He's got it back, which I think I said a while ago. I thought he was going to get it back instead of Pats and Daka. Um, and he's been doing good. I mean, Firmino, Watkins, Welbeck all miss out. Welbeck, I think now Potter's not there, has really depreciated returns. Yeah. Um, yeah, score still. Watkins, Aston Villa attack has been shocking, but Emery coming in, wouldn't be surprised to see him back. Yeah. Firmino, I mean, we haven't even got Darwin anywhere near this at the moment. But so we could do. You, it, you never know with those two. I, I think it's, again, Liverpool just being bad at this point in time that they don't make the list. But I wouldn't be surprised if Firmino and Nunes are both in this list next time we come round in, yeah, in exactly. what, a month or so. Well, we'll probably do the next one sort of a couple of weeks after the World Cup. Yeah. So I think that's it, Ollie. Yeah. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So listeners, we're going to tweet out a nice graphic of the tables that we've just gone through there. Um, if you disagree with any, let us know on Twitter um, at EWG underscore podcast. Thanks very much for listening, guys. The next episode is going to be out on Thursday. It's going to be a preview episode feature, a full preview episode, none of the Zoom stuff. It's going to be me, Ollie, and Dan. Uh, we're going to, and maybe one of the Chelsea boys, Charles and Henry. Uh, we're going to chat through all the upcoming fixtures. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, thanks very much for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode, and see you later. Bye. Happy Halloween, listeners. Bye. <laughs>